This is Michael Pobach, Legal AF. Judge McBurney, Fulton County, just issued an order today, and I have it here in my hot little hands. I'm going to cover it in my hot take, developments breaking in Fawny Willis's Fulton County criminal prosecution of Donald Trump. Split screen here for a moment. Third week of the grand jury is meeting for Fawny Willis, who has promised people as recently as an interview she gave yesterday to a local uh, television station that she's going to be bringing her indictment against Donald Trump by the end of August. Fast forward or or roll the time machine backwards. Donald Trump has hated the special purpose grand jury and Fawny Willis's work from the beginning. And he's tried to throw sand in the gears of anything they've tried to do, including the use of the special purpose grand jury, the seven months of their work, the 75 witnesses that they listened to, the evidence that they produced, um, and the exhibits that were used. And he's wanted to not only quash that, which is what it sounds like, through a motion for quashal, but he's also tried to get rid of Fawny Willis and McBurney, the judge, if he can. And so they've done multiple things at the same time. And I'm going to talk about the one that happened today in Fulton County, Georgia, putting it in context. Context is Donald Trump filed a motion with Judge McBurney in March to try to quash the special purpose grand jury work and report to deny Fawny Willis the ability to use it when she went across the street to the regular grand jury to present for an indictment and have to start all over again and not get the benefit of her seven months of work with the special purpose grand jury, disqualify Fawny Willis for some sort of bias or misconduct that's never been properly identified and throw out McBurney while they're at it and also never let the special purpose grand jury report itself see the light of day. Remember, we didn't hear the actual recommendations from the report. We only heard from the four person who took to the airwaves to talk about the fact that nobody will be surprised by what's in the report. But the report's been under lock and key so far. Those are the three issues that Judge McBurney's been sitting on since March Donald Trump's gotten frustrated that the special that the regular grand jury got started three weeks ago. So he filed some crazy petition to the Georgia Supreme Court, all Republican appointed people. And in a 9-0 vote two weeks ago, they rejected and denied Donald Trump's effort to interfere pre-indictment with a criminal investigation and said, wrong court, go down below, deal with it in Fulton County. Maybe we'll see you on an appeal, but not now. And they rejected almost the same relief, quashal of the special purpose grand jury, removal of McBurney, removal of Fawny Willis. So now McBurney's sitting there patiently, said, well, I've got a motion sitting here I could rule on. Let me get to it. And he denied today the motion brought by Donald Trump, joined by Kathy Latham, a uh, who's going to be indicted by by Fawny Willis. She's the Coffee County Republican leader who let in, opened the door and let in third parties, including the cyber ninjas to image voter data, right? Take it with them, copy it, take it with them and use it in their attempt to overthrow the election results. So she joined with Donald Trump in a meet too. Yeah, I want to get rid of that special purpose grand jury thing too. So here's the, uh, I'm going to read you the highlights of the order, including the Rumpelstiltskin, God, I haven't heard that word since I was a child, um, spun gold out of nothing reference because if McBurney was going to write this, he was going to take special delight in tormenting Donald Trump, including reminding him of all of his losses so far in front of at least federal judges about pre-indictment um, interference. And that's what Donald Trump's trying to do. 
He's trying before he's even indicted, throw over the apple cart, which is not allowed. And the way the judges handle that is say is, is to say you don't have standing, which means you don't have a, a recognizable, cognizable injury that gives you the ability to ticket into court to ask a judge to exercise jurisdiction to stop an investigation in its tracks pre-indictment. Post-indictment, a federal, a, a federal or state criminal defendant has a whole host of ways to attack an indictment. And that's what the judge tells Donald Trump and his lawyers, as if they didn't know, in this order from today. But not now, not pre-indictment. The whole thing turns on pre-indictment, just as Donald Trump tried to do when he threw a sand in the gears and he got a young and experienced federal judge in the Southern District of Florida, Judge Cannon, last summer to interfere with the criminal indict pre-indictment criminal investigation of Jack Smith at Mar-a-Lago. And the 11th Circuit, the appellate court and her bosses, in two opinions, one quoted by McBurney in this order today, said you can't exercise equitable jurisdiction to interfere as a judge with an ongoing criminal prosecution and investigation pre-indictment. It's just unheard of and it's not done. And it's not done in state court either. And that's what McBurney's main position is. Here's McBurney from his order today. On, on 20 March 2023, former President Trump filed a motion to quash the special purpose grand jury's report to preclude any state prosecuting agency from using any evidence derived from their work and to disqualify the Fulton County uh, DA's office, which, which would mean Fawny Willis, from further investigation and or prosecution of alleged interference with the 2020 general election. Right? First pot shot he takes is he tells Donald Trump in the first sentence, there's a way to disqualify me as a judge and you didn't follow the right protocol. And uh, I'm not disqualifying me. And put a pin in that for a minute because before the hot takes over, I'll tell you what Donald Trump's doing because he filed something else to disqualify McBurney and um, Fawny Willis. But the judge hasn't been disqualified as of yet. So he's entered, enter, he's able to enter these rulings. Uh, the judge went on to say that having reviewed the pleadings, which are the main documents of the parties, the court now finds that neither Trump nor Latham, that's the woman that joined in from, from the small county in Georgia, who has her own indictment problem, uh, neither of them enjoy standing to mount a challenge at this pre-indictment phase of the proceedings to the continued investigation and prosecution into criminal interference. The movement's asserted injuries, because you need injury, cognizable injury, recognizable injury to have standing to have your ticket into a courtroom that would open the door of the courthouse to their claims are either insufficient or else speculative and unrealized. They are insufficient because while being the subject or even a target of a highly publicized criminal investigation is likely an unwelcome and unpleasant experience, no court ever has ever has held that the status alone provides a basis for the courts to interfere with or halt the investigation pre-indictment. That's Judge McBurney. And then my favorite footnote, footnote three, we'll put on the board. And for some, this is Judge McBurney, being the subject of a criminal investi investigation can, a la Rumpelstiltskin, be turned into golden political capital, making it seem more providential than problematic. Regardless, simply because the subject or target of an investigation does not yield standing to bring a claim to halt the investigation in court. Guess who's Rumpelstiltskin in that analogy? Donald Trump. 
who uses indictment and pre-indictment to raise money. It's actually, and that's why the judge said it's providential. It's a good thing, not problematic to somebody like Donald Trump calling him out. Now, my favorite, my second favorite place in the order is where the judge takes a shot at Judge Cannon at the Mar-a-Lago case and Donald Trump as well. Because in the next line, he says, and I'm quoting from the order, Trump knew this, and now Latham does too. Quote, and now quoting from the case against Judge Cannon at the 11th Circuit. Quote, no doubt the threat of prosecution can weigh heavily on the mind of anyone under investigation, but without diminishing the seriousness of the burden, the ordinary experience cannot support extraordinary jurisdiction to interfere pre-indictment with a case. Citing Trump versus United States, the 11th Circuit case I just told you about, in which Judge Cannon got slapped because she tried to interfere with a criminal investigation before indictment. So I love that, took special delight in that as well. The judge went on that Trump and Latham presently theorize that evidence derived from the special purpose grand jury will be used to secure whatever indictment may be imminent. A little pot shot at Fawny Willis too for her saying the indictments were imminent. They further suppose that they will be named in one or more charging documents. That's an indictment. And the judge said, perhaps and Perhaps. Alone, that possibility is not enough to create a controversy, cause an injury, or confer standing. And then the judge went on to remind both Latham and Trump that neither of them testified to the special purpose grand jury. So in footnote seven, uh, the judge said, it is further important to note in considering injury and standing and lack thereof, that neither Trump nor Latham appeared before the special purpose grand jury. Thus, the litany of procedural and constitutional shortcomings that they alleged infected the special purpose grand jury's work are all applicable to someone not named Trump or Latham. And you can see where the judge uh, has a very strong grasp of legal doctrine, jurisprudence, and a good sense of humor. The judge went on in the uh, order, and I think it's so important that you actually hear how a judge interprets the law, right? The judges being, along with lawyers, that barrier to populist overthrow of our government. Here's what Judge McBurney went on to say. Arguments like those being made by Trump and Latham prematurely in the pending motions can be more effectively and reasonably presented and ruled upon when the full picture of who is being charged with what has been painted. And here's a great quote. Guessing at what that picture might look like before the investigative dots are connected may be a popular game for the media and blogosphere, but it's not a proper role for the courts and formal legal argumentation. The judge goes on. There will be a time and a forum in which Trump and Latham can raise their concerns about the constitutionality of the special purpose grand jury statutes, about the performance of this particular special purpose grand jury, and the judge supervising it, meaning him, and about the propriety of allowing the Fulton County District Attorney to remain involved with whatever criminal prosecution, if any, results from the work of this special purpose grand jury. That time this is Judge McBurney, is not now. And that forum is not here. Only happens after 
there is an indictment where both of these parties, quoting Judge McBurdy, can raise all these issues, as they undoubtedly will, before the judge who is actually confronted with a case in controversy, whether that judge be here in the Superior Court of Fulton County or in the Northern District of Florida. Now, that's interesting. That's, again, the judge demonstrating that he's been following closely all the other cases. What he's referring to there is that even though the district attorney will stay Fawny Willis and the law will be the law of Georgia in criminal court, it is possible that Donald Trump, because all of these acts and actions took place while he was a, a, a federal officer, at least arguably, that he will try, just as he did in New York, Donald Trump, to transfer and remove the case from state court to federal court, like he tried with the Stormy Daniels case, that the judge is saying here, I know you're going to try to remove this case from Fulton County state court judges to the Northern District of Georgia, which sits over Atlanta, federal, and he cites the actual removal statute. This is the same removal statute that Judge Hellerstein in New York just used a week ago to deny Donald Trump the ability to bring uh, to transfer the case away from Judge Mershon State Court to a federal Judge Hellerstein because he didn't satisfy the removal statute. Now, that was a little bit different because the actions there were about Stormy Daniels almost only when Donald Trump was running for office and not a president. Here, all of these bad acts are while Donald Trump is also the then president of the United States. So we're not pre prejudging his ability to bring this or suggesting that he will, but this is a tip of the hat to me, to to uh, Judge McBurney, that he's saying, I don't know what court's going to be in. Could be in federal court. You've tried it once before. Try it again if you like. But you're not going to lose District Attorney Fawny Willis, and you're not going to lose Georgia law being applied just because the new judge in courthouse is going to be the federal courthouse potentially. And then the judge went on in his last two parts of the order. He said, I'm not going to make a decision yet on whether the special purpose grand jury report in its entirety, including its recommendations, are going to be released to the public. I'm inclined to do it, but I'm going to wait to see if there's an indictment first. If there's an indictment, I'm going to release the whole special purpose grand jury report. Now, some people might be thinking, don't we already know what their recommendations are? I sort of remember that. What you're remembering <laughs> is that the foreperson of the special purpose grand jury took to the airwaves and gave her, you know, 15 minute of fame interviews in which she said, nobody's going to be surprised by the recommendations, but didn't reveal what those were. This will be, we'll get our hands based on what McBurney just ruled today on the special purpose grand jury uh, report as soon as it's issued, but not before there is an indictment. And then finally, for now, the second judge wearing a black robe, Nine judges wearing black robes for the Georgia Supreme Court refused to disqualify Fawny Willis two weeks ago. Now Judge McBurney, who supervised all of her activities, refused to do it again. Um, and I'll talk about where that goes next. He said, there's two ways to disqualify a district attorney, Mr. Trump, and you know it. One is you argue there's a conflict of interest. She used to be on the defense side and private practice. She represented the same party. She's now prosecuting. That doesn't apply. Or you argue some sort of misconduct. In Georgia, they call it forensic mis misconduct. And for that, you look at social media and statements made to the papers and the press, and you try to figure out whether there's just animus and bias by the prosecutor against the defendant, uh, where you can't get a fair shake, and therefore it's some sort of misconduct. 
And the judge is pretty even-handed. And we've reported on past hot takes and on our Legal AF podcast on YouTube that this judge has chastised and wrapped the knuckles of Fawny Willis on at least two occasions. He's told her in the past to pipe down on the interviews and the comments, that it's not helping her. And he disqualified her from prosecuting the lieutenant, the then lieutenant governor of the state, who got wrapped up in the fake elector scandal because she contributed to his opponent who was running against him. And the judge said, I don't like the way that looks. You're disqualified on that. But that's, but that's where it is. And even here, the judge said there's no ethical conflict. And as to prosecutorial misconduct, and the judge went out of his way to say that, I just want to make the following comment, and this is a quote right from the order today. The judge said, as for forensic misconduct, while both sides, Trump and the prosecutor, have done enough talking, posting, tweeting, and then in parentheses, he put Xing in light of the name change by Elon Musk, and press conferencing to have hit and perhaps stretched the bounds of Georgia rules of professional conduct. Neither movement has pointed, however, to arguments from the district attorney or her team expressing a belief that Trump or Latham are guilty or have committed this or that offense. Instead, the judge went on to say, put differently, quoting Judge McBurney, the district attorney's office has been doing a fairly routine and legally unobjectionable job of public relations in a case that is anything but routine. None of what move in sight rise the level of justifying disqualification, and all of it collectively falls short of what prompted the district attorney's disqualification for the investigation of the lieutenant governor. Continuing, the prosecutor is not a neutral party and does not need to pretend to be. She has a cause she has sworn to pursue, and in that pursuit of justice, she is necessarily quoting a partisan in the case. If she were compelled to proceed with the same circumspection as the judge and jury, there would be an end to the conviction of criminals, citing a Georgia case, State versus Sutherland. For these reasons, Trump and Latham's motions to disqualify the district attorney are also denied. There's one open issue. Some people may be saying, good, we're done with that. No more attacks on Fawny Willis by Donald Trump. No more attacks on McBurney. And no more attacks on the uh, quashal of the special purpose grand jury work. Not so fast. Just to manage expectations and to promote future hot takes I'll be doing. <laughs> One, based on this ruling, now Donald Trump has the right to an appeal. And he will likely try another appeal to the Georgia Supreme Court, arguing he had standing and he's allowed to argue pre-indictment things and McBurney is against him and whatever else he can argue. That's one. Two, Donald Trump has already in the last two weeks filed a new amended petition to try to disqualify directly McBurney and Fawny Willis. And because he's moved to disqualify McBurney, the chief judge now of Fulton County has effectively recused or disqualified all sitting Fulton County judges from hearing it because he doesn't want the appearance of impropriety. So the matter of that motion of disqualifying McBurney is now sitting in another county in Georgia to be ruled on with another judge outside of, of Atlanta. Doesn't mean that McBurney was powerless to enter his order today. See, there's a signature. He entered his order today. Okay. It just means that he is now the subject of a motion to disqualify that will be heard over the summer or early fall. I doubt it's going to be heard before the indictment comes out by the end of the month, 
maybe it will. And then, uh, but that's not going to change the ability to get the indictment. And we shouldn't be concerned that ultimately McBurney is going to be disqualified because frankly, he's done nothing wrong that any of us has seen. And I think the Georgia Supreme Court has already indicated that they're not inclined at all, even when it comes back up to them on an appeal to disqualify either McBurney or Fawny Willis. So it's full steam ahead for Fawny Willis. McBurney will not be the criminal judge assigned to the case. Unless somehow he's randomly assigned to the case when the wheel spins in Fulton County after indictment, I find that hard to believe. And if he is assigned to the case, you know within two weeks or less, Donald Trump's going to file a notice of removal to try to case uh, to try to take the case to the Northern District of Georgia, which is about split between uh, uh, federal judges appointed by Republicans and those appointed by Democrats. So it'll be a little bit of a crapshoot to see which judge he gets. But one last thing to hold on to, even if somehow it moves to federal court, okay, it stays with the state prosecutor and it stays with the state laws. It just goes and gets tried in a new courthouse with a new judge and a new, um, a new jury. I'm going to follow it on hot takes just like this one. You can see it's complicated, but we make it fun, I hope, in this type of exploder hot take. I do it here only on the Midas Touch YouTube channel. It's free subscribe to it. All my content's there. Go over to playlists on the YouTube channel for Midas Touch. You can find all 300 of my hot takes that I've developed over the last six months that come about every day at that intersection of law and politics. And then Wednesdays and Saturdays, I pull it together with my co-anchors, Ben Micellis, Karen Freeman Ignifolo. We do a show, actual show, that we curate the top stories for the week at that same law and politics intersection. We call it Legal AF, you know that. Watch us on Wednesday nights and Saturday nights. You can get it on audio platforms wherever you get your audio podcast from. That's where we are. And you can follow me on everything social media at MS Popak. Until my next hot take, Michael Popak, Legal AF. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram at Midas Touch to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.